stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. Another week of great talk, great fun, and everything. And I got my co-host back, Terry Jackson. You there, T? I'm here. I'm here. Good to have you back, T. Good to have you back. Good to be back. We know you have to work and do all that, but we really miss you last week on the show. Yeah, I know. I know, but I'm back now. Well, you're back, see, because I needed you last week, you know. I, I know. We had, I, I heard. We had, a lot of, yeah, we had a lot of guests and a lot of things talking about, you know. But, T, before we start, before we get our guest, Tebow expert, Galen, on the phone, mm-hmm. um, I guess before the show started, me and you was talking. You put out, put it out there. Don't start no mess. Right, right. But you, but you know me, right? Right, I do. I know you. And we friends to the end, right? Absolutely, we are. Okay, um, Cowboys Eagles Saturday night. What's Cowboys up? Eagles Saturday night. Talk about that, or you want to leave it alone? We got you. Hey, whatever. We got you, love. <laughs> well, a lot of people talking, and a lot of um, sports writers on it that talking about. You know, Cowboys, this is a game they're worried about with the Eagles. My thing on the team, and I want to get your thing on it, you know, a lot of sports people out there thinking that, you know, especially with this T-ball thing, when these quarterbacks come up and they pressure games, you know, like Romo's been playing really good, Michael Vick's back. How important is that for the quarterback to step up and be a leader in these important games? Well, it's always it's always important. Um, the thing about it is when you play an interdivision game like that, um it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the record is. It doesn't matter who's hurt. Uh, the teams come to play. And as of late, the Eagles have had a Cowboys number. Uh, they really have. Um, for whatever reason, they play the Cowboys really tough. Same with the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals always come to play the Cowboys. They beat them this year. They beat them last year. Um, but it, back to your question as far as the, the quarterback, well, absolutely. You've got to have your leaders playing their best football. You've got to have your veterans and your leaders playing their best football when it counts. Um, if you, you know, you got injury or, or somebody struggling, I mean, that might, that might be it right there. You know, uh, not to, not to change the subject, but we got to talk about a lot of different teams because we got a lot of emails that, you know, one of them was like, what happened to Terry, you know? Uh, one of the listeners worry about you, so you let them know you're all right, T. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I I just had to work. I had uh, I had an emergency. I had to take care of. So, but no. But anyway, what you said, leaders and the club. Um, 
my thing is, I, I had a question on one of the emails, Terry. Maybe you could explain it to him. You know, um, Tebow's get all the credit, right? Yeah, Tebow. You talk about that. What about the running back getting, you know, the 10 yards, whatever? The Denver loss, you know, I won't wait to get him, but, you know, but when Denver lost, people didn't get the blame. They got the defense, all like that. And that's what I'm trying to say with all these quarterbacks. The quarterback getting the blame, you know, of when they lose the game, but when, you know, well, when we, they we win the game, they, they get, I mean, no, no, let me get it right. The quarterback is not getting the blame. Then when they win the game, they get in the victory. Why is that? Well, I think we talked about this in a couple of earlier shows, too, about, you know, the quarterback position and, and even the, the, the whole Tebow thing being blown way out of proportion anyway. Um, Tebow is not not uh, the reason why the Broncos are winning. Um, and, and, and like I said, we as, as, as sports people know that. Um, but sometimes our, our fanism take, gets the best of us, and, and, and we want to put it on one person. But, uh, you know, it's the media that's, that's bringing this all out. I mean, Tebow doesn't, doesn't sit there and say, I won all these games. Um, neither, does, neither does his team because they know better. Uh, for whatever reason, those guys are playing hard, and, you know, they've, they're, they're playing harder than they were before. Tebow just happens to be the quarterback. Um, they're trying to give him a shot. You know, Terry, I'm glad I got you. Cause me and you, we shoot sports all the time. And I got a lot for you today. But we talked about, like, um, when we talked about your son, you know, you the best players. You got to be the leader. You know, and these players, like these coaches, I mean, these coaches put this thing on, um, like, the quarterback to be the leader. Um, my question to you, um, Terry, I mean, I know you're always straightforward with me, is, you're the best athlete and the best player. You have to step up to be that leader. If you make a mistake, it's okay. You accept it, right? Right. But if you're not out there and don't show that you're the best player, that shows the team that you have no leadership, right? Does that sound right? Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent it does. But if you're going to make that mistake and you are a leader, make that mistake 100%. You know, don't, exactly. don't get out there and half-step it. But, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. You know what, Terry? And I love that's why I love talking. You you shoot it and you tell it. Like I said, I learned a lot from you. But Terry, we're in trouble. You know why? Why? We got um, Galen Tebow on the line. Are you there, Galen? I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. How you doing, Galen? How you doing, Terry? Good. Good man. Galen, we were just waiting for you. I'm sitting here with popcorn, Terry <laughs> over there with you know um, cheese dips. We wait for you. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. If you want to talk with him, Terry, well, if you don't, I will. My my question is that, I mean, Galen, you know, first I got a text from Eric Coleman. He said he couldn't be on the show because of work, but he wanted, he wanted me to ask you a question. Okay. He said, Tebow set the record for the most yards lost in a stack. What do you have to say about that, Galen? It's one play. <laughs> one play does not make a game. That's what I have to say. I mean, there's lots of negative plays in the game. And so, so one play does not one play game. won't win or lose a game. Come on, Gavin. One play doesn't win or lose a game. Uh, a negative, uh, a negative play when you're trying to make a play like Tebow, uh, 
then you know the, the defense is waiting. I mean, they're they're playing deep, thirty yards deep. The safety for playing thirty yards deep. He's trying to make a play so that they could get on the board and get a little bit closer. But I mean, one play does not. The one play in that game did not lose it for them. There was lots of plays. Gavin, we played San Diego my junior year, and we won that game. We went to a bowl game. I found the ball on the four yard line. That one play lost us a, a bowl game. No, it did not. We 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 went to Hawaii the next um, week and won. But that game we lost against San Diego. You remember that game? Oh yeah, I remember the game. But your one play did not lose the game. I mean, we needed to stop them defensively. Uh, the other plays could have been made during the game. One play does not. I mean, to say that you lost that game for us would be would would be stupid. Because uh, I'm not calling you stupid. Now, you may feel that way as a player because you were the one who fumbled it. But uh, I mean, there were several plays throughout that game that could have been made by a number of us on that team that could have changed the outcome of that game. So we lose the team, we win as a team. That's the bottom line. You agree with that, Terry? I do. Um, I, I totally agree with that. Um, throughout the course of the game, look, it's no different than somebody breaking a, a 73-yard run and scoring a touchdown and saying that that play won the game or somebody fumbling the ball on the two-yard line saying that that's the play that lost the game. It's a whole 60 minutes in a football game, and any one of those plays can either help win or help lose that that, that football game. Well, let me let me ask you this, Galen, Terry. You know, you have to – that play that um, Marin Barber for the Bears when he got stripped, did that play win or lose that game? When he got well, stripped? Yeah, he fumbled. It helped. It helped lose but Galen, the game. But Galen, and you said it too, Terry, that when he didn't run out of bounds, that lost the game for him. It was a couple of, that's no. right, it was compounded plays that, that, that lost that game yeah. or could have helped seal that game. If he could have hung on to that ball, he could have helped seal the game. If he would have went down in bounds, let the clock run, he could have helped seal that game. I also feel that the coach has some culpability in that play too. I mean, you're running outside. Uh, it gives the running back more of a chance to go out of bounds. You run True. up the middle. That True. doesn't happen. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you run up the middle. Hey, don't give that player a chance to run out of bounds. You know, so the coaches have some culpability in that play as well, which, you know, really doesn't come out that much. Everybody wants to put it on, on Marion Barber, but, I mean, the, the, you know, Marks is out there calling the plays, and, and he, he should have called something more inside. Well, that's that's contradiction, Gary, and Terry to Terry. I know I heard you say um, Romo lost the game for him. I said that? Remember, I can't remember what game it was. You're like, Romo gave that game away. Might have been the Jets game or Detroit. Well, if Romo gave a game away, it was a two-interception game or or something like that. I, I, I don't think that one play is going to win or lose a ball game. I mean, or lose a ball game for you. I would say if you throw on pick sixes and stuff like that, uh, that helps. You know, that's a double whammy. You know, <laughs> I mean, because you got the, of course, you have the turnover, but then you allow the uh, the the team an, an, uh, to get six points on the board as well uh, without having their offense on the field. That's tough. I mean, the quarterback position is a tough position, and so they have a chance to uh, to make a play for the offense. <laughs> Uh, for the other team and the defense too, so you know, quarterback is a little, is a little bit. But I'm not a sack. I mean, if, if to me, if maybe if Tebow would have thrown an interception, pick six at the end there, Denver's getting ready to score and, and tie the game, or or 
or uh, even uh, uh, you know uh, go ahead and he throws a pick six bad decision. I mean, that's you know that's tough. So you, that's tough. You agree with that, Terry? Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is is that there's a number of plays that are, are going to be positive plays, and then some of them are going to be negative plays in the game. And hopefully the negative plays don't cause the other team to, to take advantage. Uh, and that's that's football. It definitely is. But you can't blame it on one player. You can't no, give you a can't player all the credit. Play the People because get the credit. One play that you say loses the game can be two or three more that could have won the game. So, I mean, a guy gets tackled by one person, you know, and, 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 and he's got one guy to beat on a run, or, or he goes up for a ball that he touched but should have caught, but he didn't catch it. I mean... It can go either way. Is that the question well, that Coleman had for me? Because that was a pitiful question. He should know that. <laughs> well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We'll come back. I got questions that um, a lot of listeners want to be asked by you and Terry. So I'm going to read them off, and you and Terry run at it. And Terry, I know you got something for Galen, too. So, Galen, um, I hope you got on your protected gear because we're going to bomb you. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the voice america sports channel the talk doesn't get any hotter play ball if you're looking to talk baseball even in the off season look no further than the king's corner talking baseball with former world series champion jim layritz jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. 
you're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, well, we got back on the show now. We, well, we got some questions. We're going to throw it out there. Terry, you can join in or you can ask Galen. Galen, the first question I got from the email was, James, can you ask Galen why people get the credit when, the, when, he, when a game is lost and when a game is lost, the defense don't get it? Well, you know, a, a lot of that, I think is what you said, is why he gets so much credit when they win and, and when they lose, he doesn't get as much. Uh, I know they tried to crucify him after that uh, Detroit loss. And then um, he, he gets credit because he's the quarterback. Uh, people understand that he hasn't, he's not up to the par of those top echelon uh, quarterbacks yet. But giving him the opportunity uh, to be able to get there is what I'm saying. And so he's the quarterback. He's going to get the credit when they're winning. Uh, and then when they lose, he's going to take a lot of the uh, blame as well. And so it comes with the position because it's a, a position that puts him in the spotlight. And everybody knows that the quarterback plays a big leadership role on the team as well as having to, you know, make the play. So, you know, that's just the nature of the game. Yeah, I think a lot of it is Tebow's story. You know, I mean, he got drafted and, you know, you, you got the other quarterback starting and, and everybody's happy about Tebow. I mean, they're they're going to give him credit. They they wanted to see him play, you know. So he's gonna he's gonna take some some hits, but he's also going to take some um, you know some over crit over uh, mm-hmm. um, you know responsibility for for winning as well. So I mean, I think it comes it comes with the territory. But like I said, I think that media um, the media thing did it. You know, I mean they they. they they started off running him and giving him this and giving him that and saying Tebow, 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 and um, you know Tebow making the defense play better. He's believing in, in all of this and that. And I mean, I don't know. I, I think that uh, over time, once the story settles down and goes away, and we get back to football, <laughs> and I think it'll be a lot better. Yeah, and not only that too, his beliefs, you know, his Christian beliefs. Uh... And he puts it. He wears that on his um, on his shoulders, you know, on his sleeve, and and he, yeah. um, and so that creates a little bit of a <clears throat> of uh, uh, a little spark plug on both sides of that fence right there. So when he's playing good, you know, the people who are Tebow cult followers they they uh, they jump on that, and then when he does bad, then the people who don't necessarily like like him also. Chime in, so yeah, like love. So it's sort of catch twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> like love. I, I, I still don't agree. But I'm gonna read these questions. I want y'all to answer for the listener. The next question, Galen, tell you guys answer. Why, um, James? Ask the guys. Why is Cam Newton not getting any pub like Tebow is getting? Well, I think you're asking us a question that we don't have the answers to. Um, well, I don't know. I think Cam Newton's playing outstanding. Cam Newton, for a rookie quarterback coming in this being his first year, is tearing it up, I think. Uh, running the ball, 
throwing the ball. Um, you put him and Tebow side by side and watch them, you know, throw the throw the football. You can tell who the throwing quarterback is. Um, but at the same time, maybe we're not winning enough with with Cam. Mm. You know, and and the storyline with Cam wasn't there with as as it was with Tebow. Um, Cam also had a lot of negative, you know, press going into his um, debut as well. But, I mean, he kind of came out of things unscathed. Uh, Tebow, on the other hand, I don't know. I don't know why things just seem, seem to stay with him this year. But Cam is playing outstanding. And they're two different stories. I mean, uh, Cam Newton took over a team that had won two games, I think, prior year. And they're continuing to lose. You know, I think how many they won three, maybe four games this year. And so, and Cam and Cam has made a, a, a tremendous difference on that team. No, no, no doubt about that. And he's certainly a good quarterback. I think another thing with Cam, he has to cut his turnovers a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. bring those down a little bit. But uh, he's not in the spotlight because his team is not even in the playoff hunt. You know, right. And so, if he was a little bit more in the playoff hunt and say, you know, if he's going to be making a real, real big difference like that, I think that would make a difference as well uh, as far as his story is concerned. But I think, you know, around the league and people who watch the quarterback position know that Cam Newton's the real deal, you know, and they're just waiting for the team to to bear that uh, uh, out as well. So, You know what, guys? I'm sorry. What I'm going to do now, I'm going to read the names of the people who send in these. That'll help. <laughs> is that all right? Yes, yeah, sure. Um... This is from Melissa from Ohio. This Ohio. Um, James, ask the guys which quarterback would they want to orchestrate the fourth quarter comeback. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or Tebow? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Terry or Galen, who first? Okay, go ahead, Galen. Okay, man. Well, you know, of course, um, you you got uh, Aaron Rodgers in there. Uh, and he's just having a phenomenal year as a quarterback. I'd have to put him number one. Watching what I saw, I had an opportunity to go to the game last weekend in Denver. Uh, watching what I saw with uh, with uh, Brady is just ridiculous, and what what he's proven to you know to all uh, fans all over the you know nation. Uh, he's just an outstanding quarterback. You know you can't you can't put Tebow even in their category. Okay. He's not in that category, okay? But I, I think what she was saying was fourth quarter comeback. I guess Tebow been winning. Yeah, and, you sure. know. So who would you pick? I would probably pick Rodgers because he could beat you with his legs. He could beat you with his arm. So could Tebow as well. But you know, I'm, you know, I'm, probably Rodgers is probably the best one out of the three. Barry, with that, with the offense that that I saw against Denver, I'm going to go with Brady. And I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's spectacular. And all of those guys can, can play out of the pocket. That's, mm-hmm. that's just a thing. But I think that New England's offense is just much more efficient and, and quick. Um, so I, I would go with Brady. Go with Brady? Yeah, I'd go with Tom Brady. Uh, I, I, I would have to go with, you know, if it was me, you know, just talking, um, you know, it depends on the yard line and when you got to come back. You need three points or seven. 
you know, I know I hate to say this, but I had to go with Tebow. Just to manage the clock. <laughs> what? No, you did not. No, you did not. What? What? How you going to go with Tebow? You said you had something to drink and some popcorn. Was that alcohol in that drink? Or something? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because you got to look at it. If you manage the clock and you get it down, they're running the ball with not only passing, because most of the quarterbacks, they pass, it's still going to be some time left on the clock. But, you know, Tebow... It run, it eat off some clock time, and then after that, you know, he get it to where he got to get it. They score, so you know, I know I hate to say this, but I'll have to go with Tebow. Okay, well, there's three different answers. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why I we have to go with Tebow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't if y'all talk about me, we'll go with another question. <laughs> <laughs> this is for uh, Randy from Detroit, Michigan. My question is, who do you think deserves an MVP of the league this year? Guys? Go ahead, Terry. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm going to, and, and I know we're, 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 we're going to be talking about quarterbacks, um, but I'll tell you what, between, between Breeze and Brady and Aaron Rodgers, one of those three guys got to get it. Um, I'm I'm just totally impressed with 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 all three of those teams and and the way they play uh, and the way those those quarterbacks seem to run those teams. I mean they just they just seem to go. And granted they've stumbled at times, but if you look at Aaron Rodgers and what they've done, um, I think you'd have to say Aaron Rodgers because he hadn't missed a beat and they won I don't know how many consecutive games from last year to this year. So I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady, again, is way up there. Drew Brees is having a phenomenal year. Uh, and whew, between those three quarterbacks, man, you, that's a, I would want, wouldn't want to be on the voting committee there. But if, I, if I'm going to have to choose one or the other, I'd have to go with Rodgers as well. Uh, his, he's just having a phenomenal year. He's been very efficient. Completion percentage off the hook. I, I think Drew Brees last week, was he 80%? Yeah, it was it was great. It was ridiculous, you know. Uh, so, you know, those guys all you know, tons of touchdowns, tons of yards, and for all of those guys, and you know, they're just showing us what offensive football is all about. But I want to throw this out there: the playoffs is about defensive football. So, I don't know if I would pick any of those teams to win the championship, but I definitely would choose one of those quarterbacks, and I would pick Rodgers as my as my MVP. Who you got, love? Tebow? <laughs> <laughs> love, are you there? Yeah. Well, what we're going to do, I'm sorry I dropped, but we'll take a break, then we'll come back break with uh answer more of these questions. It's a bunch of them, so you guys get ready. So. All right. Okay. So this is James Lovey. I hope you love that sports talk. I got my co-host, Terry Jackson, and we got Galen. I like to call him Tebow. Jackson. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. 
It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're hooked up with loving that sports talk James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, back host of Loving That Sports Talk. My co-host, Pete Jackson. You there, Terry? I'm here. And we got Galen, T-Boy, I call him Saxon. You there, Galen? I'm here. Galen, you got to keep that name. You know, I'm gonna get, I got, actually, I got you a Christmas present. I think you know what it is. I think you know what it is. I, I, I'll take it. Says, Galen on the back says T-Boy. Is that okay? Hey, that's fine, man. <laughs> and I got you one, Terry. On your front, it says... Dallas on the back says no playoff. <laughs> okay, I got you. What you love it. Lose the season. Really, <laughs> he didn't like that, did he? <laughs> That's funny. All right, let's go with these questions. You know, you know about Galen and Terry. Next week, I was thinking we had a call in show and how all the guys, you know, want to call in and do questions with you guys. Would that be all right? Sure, sure, that'd be fine. That'd be perfect. I mean, I ain't got to read because you know I'm not to read, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Next question is, it says, James, this is from Mike from, oh, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. James, which team is going to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC? Ooh. Harry Galen, which first? Go ahead, there. Well, 
I'm going to have to say New England. And then he got a question to explain why. So, offense, offensive efficiency. They're just they're going to outscore people. They might not be able to stop many people, but they're going to outscore them. Um, Brady's too competitive. Uh, he gets in the zone. He's going to find those receivers, and somebody's going to have to intercept some balls, get some turnovers. But I'm picking them. But give it, give it. Help me out with this. Let's get on Terry now. Okay, well, I'm going to disagree with Terry on this. Because in the regular season, that's fine. But in the in the playoffs, you got those defenses, Pittsburgh, you got uh, the Ravens, you know, uh, and, uh, uh, they, of course, and, and, and New England's defense is horrible. Okay? Yeah, I agree. They can't, uh, they can't, and in the playoffs, you need a good running game. They don't have a running game either. Uh, but they can pass it. Okay? Yep. Uh, so they'll have a shot, but I just don't think that they can beat the strong defensive team such as Pittsburgh or uh, a very schizophrenic Raven team. You know, uh, I just don't think they can beat them uh, in a one-game playoff uh, and go to Super Bowl. So I'm gonna pick uh, if they have a healthy, healthy Ben Roethlisberger. I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. I don't think so, going to be so let's expand his question. Let's go with the NFC. Who do you guys think for the NFC? Well, you know who I'm picking. My Cowboys are going to come and go all the way. <laughs> They're going to surprise everybody. Okay? And if, if they get beat, then it's going to be Green Bay. Mm. I'm going to stick with Green Bay. Yeah, for me in the NFC, uh, Green Bay's defense sort of concerns me. Uh, and then you got Drew Brees and the boys, who also their defense is not that good as well, you know. So I definitely don't have Dallas going. <laughs> uh, but oh uh, man, it's going to be one of those two teams right there. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say New Orleans. And see there again. I mean, we're picking we're picking these the high scoring, high offensive efficiency teams, and I think that's what's going to do it. Um, I just don't think – I think when those guys spread defense out, Tom Brady and, and the Drew Brees, those guys will spread you out and, and they will pick you apart. You cannot cover uh, – a linebacker is not going to be able to cover a slot or, or one of those fast backs. It's just not going to happen. That's why I think they're, they're just going to outscore them. I have to say a 1 – can I give a 1A too? I got to do a 1A. Go ahead. A 1A San Francisco. And that's just because their defense is so good. They probably have the best defense in the league right now. And they have that young guy. If you guys watch the game on Monday night, that young guy is a pass rusher too. So if they can team pass rushing all the time, I mean passing all the time, then they let that, that kid go. And Green Bay has some uh, some hurt uh, offensive linemen as well. You yeah. know, San Francisco could be a little wild card there that could make it. And they're playing pretty good. I like their defense better than the other two defenses for sure because you know Green Bay's defense is number two I mean number 31 in the league uh, just barely behind uh, sorry uh, New England's defense yeah and, and barely ahead of New England's defense so yeah, I, just, I mean the offense is good if, I mean in the regular season because you have some teams out there who don't have good defenses but all, all the teams with the best defense are going to make it and if those teams can't perform in that one game situation I just can't see those teams going. So maybe San Francisco, I might have to throw up. I might go with San Francisco instead of either one of those teams. 
Yeah, the San Francisco one got an offense that could break out. You need a good right. for an offense, Galen. Yeah, can the San Francisco offense speed up, though? That's that's the problem I have with them. Do I think they're efficient? Yeah, I think they're okay. But I just don't think they're fast enough. You know, they're... I mean, you, if you look at these guys hitting these 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 receivers and these backs out of the backfield and, and these slant patterns and stuff like that, I mean, they're they're just quick. They're fast. And then they get into that no huddle. And that that's what kills a, a good defense is that no huddle. And, you know, those teams play that well. I don't know that uh, San Francisco can speed the game up fast enough to to get in there, but I do like their defense. Well, I would say that, you know, they they had a 1-1 defense, and then they were able to put up, and only reason why is because I understand Roethlisberger was hurt, but they were able to put 20 points on, on Pittsburgh, which is a whole bunch on that on that defense. So they're good enough to put at least 20 points against that defense. Going against one of those sorry uh, NFC defenses, uh, I don't think they have a problem scoring against them, and mm-hmm. and their defense can't get a stop. So, uh, you know, I just see maybe San Francisco. Probably I would put them in that situation. I'm gonna have to go with San Francisco, thinking about it a little bit more. I'll take San Francisco and Pittsburgh in the in the in the Super Bowl this year. Who you got, um, Derek? Well, I got my Cowboys. Love. <laughs> I got <laughs> the Marcus Ware. That's that, hard defense. There. that defense. That <laughs> defense. No, I, I, I think it's going to be a, a speed team, and it, it's going to be uh, in the NFC. I, I'm thinking I just cannot get away from uh, Green Bay and uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think it's a, it's a, it's a safe pick for sure, but, but I think those guys are, are playing good enough um, offensively that I'm, I don't know anybody's going to stop them. And, um, of course, New England, because they're, they're quick and they're fast. And they they can score fast and in bunches. <clears throat> I don't. I think Green Bay was exposed. I think Green Bay should have lost those other games. But I think New Orleans is a hot team, and you know the hot team is coming on in the um, last part of the season. Want to go? It's not the team with the best record. You know, because look at New England when they was fourteen and zero with that team. So, you know, they lost. You know that. Yeah. But I, I got to say, New Orleans. And, and there's some reason I gotta go with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the one thing about Green Bay now, I mean, I mean they only lost one game this year, but I'm concerned about their offensive line. They've lost two offensive linemen, and then they've lost their number one receiver as well. So the combination of that might be too much if they can't get them back before the playoffs. Well, guys, I got another question. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. This question is from Jacob from North Carolina. Jacob's question is, which coach do you think is on the hot seat to be fired this year? Hmm. All right, guys, give me one that you think that's a great coach. And, uh, my thing is, I'm worried about it. I think he's on the hot seat. So I, I, I have to guys. agree. I think Andy Reid is going to be on the hot seat. But, I mean, you got to look at the link. What, has he been there 12 years? He's been there a long time. I, I I would hate to see that happen. I think you you, you always hate to see that um, when you have a coach that's been there for for a good period of time and and has had success. But I think he may be uh, he may be one of them. Uh, for me, I would like to see Andy Reid get fired so my team can hire him, and that's the San, uh, San Diego Chargers <laughs> get rid of North North Turner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> North Turner to go. Damn. Yeah, Norv, 
I mean, they started out like gangbusters, and then they just fell off, like Buffalo and and the Lions, and uh, I don't know. Well, where where are they going? San Diego. And they still uh, have a chance to make it. They still have a chance. Everybody in the AFC has a chance. To win. <laughs> West has a chance to make it. And uh, but hey, you know, North Turner has he's that team was fourteen to two before he got there, and they've just gradually gone down ever since he's been there. And I just, you know, I would like you to know, see Eddie Reed there. Let me add on to the question that he sent in, Galen Terry. You could actually help me. You know, we have four minutes to break, but if you guys give me a quick thing, is it the coach's fault? Or is the players that these coaches need to get fired? Sometimes, you know, like me and Terry Tobo, I didn't think Wade Phillips should have got fired. I thought it was a player, so think on that. Okay, but here we go again, love. Is it the coach that's going to set the example on how he wants his team to be? Or are the players going to set that example? It's the coach's responsibility to say, look, this is this is who we are and this is where we're going. Um, and this is what I'm going to allow, and this is what I'm not going to allow as a coach. And it's up to the players to follow that. Um, I think they did that in Dallas. I, I think that uh, Wade was, he set it up and said, this is what I want, and they followed it. Now, should he have been fired? I don't know, apparently, because they fired him. Well, uh, you know, you know. <laughs> It, it goes. It's a two-way street, you know, um, and it's almost like the quarterback position and the fact that, you know, when the um, when the team wins, the coach gets a lot of that praise, and when they lose, uh, sometimes they get too much of the blame as well. You know, a coach can have the greatest schemes and the greatest play calling in the world, but if you don't have the players out there playing, then uh, you don't have a chance still. And so I guess to some degree a coach is responsible for, I hate saying this, motivating their players, but if you're in the NFL getting paid millions of dollars to play, you don't need too much more motivation than that. That's right. Playing at the highest level. I mean, I don't see why a professional coach needs to motivate players, you know, uh, because you play at something that you love to play. It's a business at that point. I understand that too. But, I mean, you're getting paid. That's your job. You need to go out there and do it. So I don't know. It's you know, it's it's a little bit of both. Some some coaches just don't have it, and I don't think I think that um, uh, coaches like Wade Phillips are 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 good defensive coordinators, which he's proven time and time again. He just hasn't proved he hasn't proved when he when he's become a head coach that he's a good head coach. And the same way with North Turner in San Diego, he's he's a great offense coordinator, but he's not a head coach. What do you think of Rex Ryan? I like Rex. Yeah, well, you like the way he, he's not going to, you know, what is he doing? He won there, but he's trying to. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of cutting out, love. Yeah. Uh, so he's starting to lose now, Rex Ryan. He, he, what he did. What? Well, Rex Ryan, I think that there's some things there that happened over the years. He had a different team than he had a couple of years ago little bit and so uh there's some key players not there that were there before and so I think that hurts him a lot. You agree that there? I think Sanchez is hurting Rex Ryan. That's what I really? think. I think his inconsistent You really play. think that? Huh? You think who's hurting Rex Ryan? Sanchez. I think him being so inconsistent. That's 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 what I think is hurting that team. I, I think Sanchez is a great quarterback. I think they put him 
the play call is not for him. Well, are they calling plays that he can't that he can't run? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just like saying. That time who, who, whose responsibility is that? Is that the coaches or is it Sanchez? I think uh, you know what you know. They gave up how many points last week? Forty-five. <laughs> Defensively, they're not playing up the par for one thing. I thought Sanchez. I don't know how many turnovers he had last week. I know he had a couple, but you know he's been playing fairly well. You know, uh, but defensively, they you know you haven't heard too much about Revis Island this year and that yep. strong defense at all. And I think that has to do with the deficiency they have right now in their defensive line. They don't have the same defensive line that they've had in the past, and so they're not getting the pass rush that they normally have. <clears throat> Yeah. And so those corners back there are having to cover a little bit longer, and so I think that's the part of their team that's missing. Again, defense, to me, wins championships, and that's the reason why they was able to play the two AFC championships because their defense was up to par. Their offense has never been up to par, even since Sanchez has been up there. And so, But defensively, they've always been strong, but this year they've taken a step back, and that's what's hurting that team. Okay. Yeah, I think, uh, is it time for a break, Matt? I think we're I think we're going to go a break here, um, Galen. Okay. And when we'll be back here shortly. Alrighty. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're hooked up with loving that sports talk James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving by hosting Loving That Sports Talk. got my guest. Uh, Galen Tebow Thaxton, and I have my co-host, Terry Jack. You guys there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we, we we have some good conversation, but, you know, I'm going to stop the questions because I like for the, uh, I'm going to send out an email next week, have them call in, 
I got a few for myself, you know. Uh, I don't know, Galen, you can start, or Terry, but my thing is, my question, with this league being so picky with these hits, and it's like, you know, everything is like a penalty, is it going to be football or is it going to be power puff football? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you know, because it is, Harrison did, Galen, and Terry, you tell me, I think me and you talk about that. Terry, you agree with the penalty. I did because... If the quarterback going down and you coming in and you going down too, it's going to be head-to-head. Am I wrong? Let's let's get it correct, though. I, I agreed with the call because of what the rule says, okay? No helmet-to-helmet. Helmet. It was a clearly helmet-to-helmet helmet regardless on how he came in or how the quarterback ducked or whatever the situation is. And in order for them to implement a rule like this and then – have a game be played. I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen or how somebody's going to get hit or, you know, how somebody's going to react to whatever kind of play and then and then they get hit. I mean, you can't tell where your head is going to be if you're the one getting hit, but you can if you're the one that's <laughs> that's doing it. You know, Terry, and, let me cut you off first and then give it. I want you to come back and answer. Terry, you was a running back. Absolutely. When you a defense coming in, you going down, right? Because you don't want him to tackle you low, right? Right. And Galen, you come back and ask after Terry now that you're a linebacker. You coming in to go low, and he coming down. So you go first, Terry. Love when 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 I'm running the ball, I'm going to run the ball, and whichever free hand I have, I'm going to use that as a forearm shiver along with my with my shoulder pad, okay? Um, and I'm going to try and get under you and lift you up so I can move over you. That's that. That's what I'm going to do. That's and, and and we have been taught ever since we started playing the game is you put your head, you put your face mask right into that guy's chest, and you wrap him up, and you either get on one side or the other side and take him to the ground. Not this helmet to helmet stuff that we've been seeing there by some of these guys. I mean, when they duck their head down, I understand there's going to be a little bit of that, but come on, man. If you look at the way James Harrison hit that. Uh, Colt McCoy, I mean, he hit him with the crown of his helmet. Well, I, well okay, Terry's a running back, so he's a totally different uh, animal. And so the rule is not designed for that, you know, a running back running the ball and going up the middle. He's, he, bends, you know, he bends over to get leverage and the linebacker. Those are not considered uh, uh, defenseless players. A quarterback... Throwing the ball is a defenseless player, and then a receiver catching the ball uh, can be a defenseless player. Now, do I agree with the James Harrison uh, suspension? No, I don't. Because James Harrison, I don't even think he's, he may be 5'11", 6 feet if they stretched him, okay? Court McCoy is probably about 6'4", okay? Uh, Where he hit him with the crown of his helmet was really on his face mask, not really into the helmet, okay? But James Harrison ducked too, and 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 McCoy threw it. He he you know he was up in the air throwing, and then he ducked and hit him as a byproduct of delivering the blow. And so it, it's tough for me as a linebacker, especially, to see why he would get suspended for that hit. You know, maybe he took one half a step extra. Maybe I'll give him that. But you know, it's tough as a defensive player to see some of the crap that they call and they penalize and fine out there on the, uh, on the football field these days. It's, 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 it's tough for me to watch because 
it's it's it's, it's not football, you know. And and but the, they have to adjust. They have I like to that. Adjust. That's the rule. Yeah, let's look at it. You and Terry, y'all y'all need to talk. Huh? I think he's cutting out. Really? Yeah, I can't hear you now. Yeah. I said, Gaylor, Terry, with that hit, Terry, would you feel that Gaylor should have got a penalty if he hit you like that, Terry? If Galen hit me like that and I'm the quarterback? No, you were running back. Like Galen said, you know, it's different. With well, Galen looking at his football, you definitely well, hit. You know, nobody's going to hit me like that if I'm a running back. I'm going to make sure that I don't get hit like that. I'm not going to be a defenseless player. No. It's not a design. I mean, a rule. They won't call anything like that if a running back is running the ball. Right. It's just, is that fair, Galen? Huh? You still? That's not fair because you're still running the ball, right? You're still trying to get a yard. Oh, yeah. I mean, running backs going to run the ball, uh, and that's, you know, so they're not going to call that. But quarterbacks, are, you know, if they're still in the, able to, in the, not in the pocket, but behind the line of scrimmage, and they have a chance to throw the ball, which he did, then you can't hit him. In the crown of his or in his head, I guess. And, so, and as far as as far as the suspension goes, I don't think that it was just that hit that was the reason why he got suspended. Now, I don't agree with necessarily a lot of these suspensions that they're given, but I'm glad you said that, Terry. Yeah, but I mean, if 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 it's a flag by rule, then okay, throw the flag. Okay, if 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 you look at the tape later on and you say, well, that looked egregious or or whatever, and you want to find me. Uh, now we're getting a little bit iffy. But yeah. then when we start talking about suspensions, I think that's way out of the box. Yeah. I'm one to play within the rules. I know you answered this. I'm glad you said that, Ted, because my next question with you guys was, is uh, players being single out? That was my next question. And you just said it. It wasn't a hit. It's, it's got to be the players, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's the players or not. I mean, I think it's it's it's. But if you look, you can tell the the players that you don't want to go up against. Okay, that if 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 you're going over the middle, you can name five players that you don't want to get hit by. Now, why? Is that because they're good hitters and they hit hard, or because they're being singled out? Well, that's because they're going to light you up if you come in there. Absolutely, they're going to light you up. Mm-hmm. Now, any any NFL linebacker in the league is going to light you up when you go over the middle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, why are some of those linebackers getting these uh, penalties and suspensions? I don't think it's it's the position, I, and I don't necessarily think that they're singling out players. I think that it's it's the way some of these guys are hitting these guys. Yes, yeah, it's, it's reputation. You know, it's reputation, and, and you know, James Harrison is a very physical player. You know, and and this is not his first rodeo, so to speak, and so he he has a, a reputation. And so, because of that reputation, he got suspended. You know, and you know, we got we got one minute to close. But next week, we're gonna have a call-in session, please. You, Gavin, and you, Terry. You know, you know, let the uh, people call in and talk to you guys and ask the questions. Is that okay? Sure, Sounds good. So the line will be lit up next week. I know the T-ball and all like that, and Terry. Your Dallas play my Eagles, so you know I don't even like. We're you. gonna get you. We're gonna get you. Poor Mike Vick. I feel bad. For I don't even know your name. I don't even like you, Terry. Matter of fact, I can't stand Terry you. Jones is kid. <laughs> but again, Gary, I know you take time off. Thanks, man. I mean, you are Tebow X on this show, but <laughs> Terry X, like Galen Carnell. Yeah, you'll be there. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll see you guys. But thanks again, and I'm a close Terry. Thanks for being on this week, Terry. We need you back. back. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, you guys. All right. See you. Take care.
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 